the people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day 1989. Uh, not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history. Of... Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sake on Air, the world's first podcast dedicated to expanding the dialogue surrounding Japan's iconic beverages, sake and shochu. This program is made possible with the support of the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association, and we usually record at the Japan Sake and Shochu Information Center in the heart of Tokyo. Well, today, Tokyo and many other cities in Japan are still under a state of emergency though, and it means we cannot sit at the information center as we like to do. And we are sitting once again in front of our computer screen. My name is Sébastien Lemoine, and I am joined by one of our regular hosts on the show, Mr. John Gartner himself. Hello, John. Hello, Sebastian. Welcome, everyone, to another hey. episode of Sake on Air. And it's great to have you with us. Very much my pleasure. Together, it is our great pleasure to welcome Mr. Jun Kono for a casual interview. Uh, Kono-san is the Kuramoto of the Sohomare Sake Brewery in Toshigi. Kono-san, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for, for inviting me. Kono-san, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real pleasure. I mean, uh, and I've, I've been, had been looking forward to this uh, moment for, for quite a while. I have to say that uh, you were one of the uh, first um, Kuramoto, head of breweries, that I had the pleasure to have long discussion with. And that's, that's, that's a long time ago. I mean, the first time I met you was in Paris, um, more than eight, about, yeah, yeah, about eight years ago or so for, <laughs> a, for, a, for a sake salon. And at that time, we, we were speaking in, in French a little bit because you do have a relationship with France, don't you? Yes. <laughs> Tell us about your relationship with France. France. Uh, the first time for me in France, it was uh, 1981. At that time, I, I couldn't speak any French. I, I just traveled, but I uh, went back to France again in 82 for about nine months, drinking oh. wine. Drinking wine <laughs> and learning about wine culture. Um, so, Omare, you have a great history. Um, and, but the, 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 the history of, of the family goes far beyond uh, 1872, which is the date where the brewery mm. was founded. And um, I mean, uh, personally, I was fascinated by this uh, history of the, of the Kono family. Um, I, I, I would love, uh, and I'm sure that a lot of our listeners will be interested in, to, in, in that, just I would love to, to hear again from you uh, about the, the, the family history and, and why the Kono family ended up uh, in Kamine, where you are in Tochigi. Um, so uh, could you please in, introduce yourself and, 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 and the history of the family and, 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 and Soho Valley, by all means. Thank you. Uh, my name is Juan. The family name is Kono. And uh, I was born in 61. It's a very good year for French wine. <laughs> 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 and I was in France in 82, and it's also a very good year for wine. <laughs> I am a fifth generation of the Kono family in Tochigi Prefecture. But we have two documents of the family trees. And the old one was written in 1572. And the new one was written in 1856. And now I'm here. Oh. <laughs> the old, and the old one from 1572, the Kono family was in Ehime Prefecture. Kono was, uh, what can I say, in Japanese, Shugo. But in English, I can I can I can say provincial military governor. What what, what can I say? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds right. Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in Ehime Prefecture, but during civil war, at those times, civil war is like uh, from uh, uh, maybe 16th century, the Kono was defeated by Oda Nobunaga because we were with a Mori family. So we couldn't live in Ehime Prefecture. If we, if we live there, we will be maybe killed. So uh, our family ran away from uh, Ehime Prefecture to the mountain district of Gifu Prefecture. There, we hide ourselves for several generations. And those times, we couldn't call ourselves Kono because if we call ourselves Kono, we will be killed. So we call ourselves Takemura. Takemura is the relative names of the Kono family. So we were, we were in Gifu Prefecture for several generations. Then we went to Shiga Prefecture. Mm-hmm. So, and from Shiga Prefecture, it was written in the documents of 1856. And in Shiga Prefecture, maybe and in, in 1800, we recall ourselves Kono from Takemura. And we began to make vinegar and next generation, we began to make miso. Maybe then the sake. So that, 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 that is the era of 1800. And we are moved to Hino, Hino town in Shiga prefecture from Gifu. So in, in the end of Edo era to the beginning to the Meiji era, uh, Shiga merchant moves toward the east to the Tokyo or to Kanto area or maybe to the Tohoku district. So we are Hino merchant of the Shiga, Shiga prefecture. So we moved to Tochigi to settle down in Kamine in Ichikai. So that was 1872. So the first generation in Tochigi Prefecture, 1872, they began to make uh, sake here as uh, as uh, maybe how can I say demise uh, as a as a as a maybe secondary or maybe a newer 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 brewery in in Tochigi Prefecture. Then we we only make a sake here, and now I'm here for as a fifth generation. And here I am. Why did your ancestor pick um, Kamine? I, you know, I, I am in Tochigi, and many, many Tochigi brewers has a roots in Shiga Prefecture. Uh, North, North Kanto area, many brewers are from, uh, uh, has their origin in Shiga Prefecture. So we are one of, one of the families uh, who are from a Shiga, Shiga Prefecture. And, and tell us about the, 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 the natural environment of the brewery. I mean, the, the main, which is an important asset of the brewery, mm. isn't it? Uh, we, are, we are in a Kanto plain. The winter time is very, very cold. Uh, January, February, the, maybe the coldest temperature is like uh, minus ten, but now, but nowadays it's it's not too cold. It's like maybe average is like minus two or minus my, minus three degrees centigrade in in the morning, but the weather is very dry and clean, clean atmosphere, and the water is very good from the well, so it's it's. I think it's very good for for sake making here, and uh, I am in uh, Ichikai Ichikai town. The population is 
11,000. Um, and, and I am the fifth generation and I was born in 61. And now I am with my son. He will be the sixth and he was born in 91. And uh, I had a grandchild this year. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Wow. And twins. Double congratulations. That's great. When ago. Wow. And uh, he will be the seventh. What, 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 is, what is the mission you gave to your son of the brewery when he came back? Any particular mission? Well, he was born here and he thought he will be succeed. And uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting story that uh, when he was a kindergarten student at the graduation ceremony of the kindergarten, every child say that I want to be someone. And most of them say that I want to be a soccer player or I want to be, he, he, want, he, want, he, <laughs> he, he wanted to be a, President of the Soho Maisaki Brewery. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and it's a, it's a very personal question, but what about you? I mean, where you were, where you were his age, did you always know that you would be president of Soho Mare? Were, were you prepared for that? And I, I, I was born here and I, I grew up here. So I, I thought that uh, I'll be, I'll be come back come back here after 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 studies <laughs> um related to you taking over uh what, what i want to ask is did you change anything hugely did you did you do did you just pick up where your predecessor had left off and in order to ask the question the first thing i want to ask is how many years ago did you take over as president or as the decision maker well my grandfather died uh 70 79 so until 79, my grandfather was a president. Then my, my, my father was a president, but he decided that I will succeed. And I took over the president at the age of, his age of 60, that was 1995. So basically you've been the president, and my point is the, 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 the decision maker in terms of directions since 95, so that's... A, yeah, 26 hmm. years. When you took over, did you make any huge changes or did you kind of go in the same direction your father was going? I, uh, for, for making sake. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what okay. I'm talking about. For making sake, we really began Kimoto Sake at uh, the year of uh, 2001. So that's a big change. You say you re-began, so you were making until, Kimoto Until Antarctica? 71. Hmm. Ah, so thirty year absence, and two thousand one we really began the Kimoto, because uh, until seventy one, uh, the Toji at the Sohomare was from Niigata Prefecture, and they did mm. motosuri, not not everything, but uh, some part. But uh, he was too old to come, so we changed the Toji to uh, to the Nambu Toji. Then, and we, we began Kimoto 2001. And uh, to 1995, the new Toji from, from Nambu came to Sohomare. His name is Abe-san. And Abe-san was, he's, when, when he was 20s, he did many, many Kimoto and Yamahai. So he knows very well. So we, I, I asked Abe-san to, to make Kimoto Sake at the, at the first we, we, we did Yamahai in 1990s, 98 or 99, but uh, in 2001, we did both Kimoto and Yamahai. And I compared the, the taste and I decided to make only, only Motosuri for the mm. Kimoto method. Mm. So that's a big change for for Sohomare. How much uh, how much of what you make is Kimoto now? One third. One third. It's quite a lot. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a lot of Moto City. <laughs> we 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 do Moto City by 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 poles. The, the old way. I did it. So <laughs> ah, you did it. <laughs> I can say, uh, yeah. I mean, my my hands still remember it. <laughs> Is your son actively involved in the brewing process or does he well, well, do when, more when, of the business side? The, the first year and second year, my, my son came back to the brewery of uh, 8, 19, 2017, December. And uh, the brewing year 17 and 18, he was he was at the he was at the production production section. Mm. I see. But uh, this year in March, he, he had twins, so he's he's too occupied for for the, for the child. <laughs> you, I have a, a, a question about, about marketing, actually, um, and management. Uh, you, you do have a very, I mean, it's a very well-established label with your Kimoto Junmai Daigenjo or Kimoto uh, Tokubetsu Junmai, I mean, which are two strong references. And actually, before we started this recording, John was sharing with me that he's using your uh, Kimoto to decision night for um, for some of his um, uh, seminars uh, and I mean actually and so do I in some of my events as well. Um, but you you actually have a very large number. I mean I would say quite a large number of labels and and products available in the market. Uh, how how many labels do you have? And isn't that really hard to manage uh, in terms of marketing and 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 inventories and so we have Kimoto Sake, and we have uh, local consumption uh, sushi, standard sake. And we have uh, also a tokute meishoshu jumai or jumai ginjo made from the local rice that is gohyaku uh, mangoku and uh, from two years ago, yume sasara. And also we had sokujo jumai. And Daiginjo is uh, for the competition sake for the annual Japan Japan Sake Award. It, it seems to be the number of sakes, but uh, for me, not, okay. not, not so many. <laughs> not too hard to manage. Mm. If you were to, uh, at the, give a quick number to how many products you have, and not, not bottle sizes, so how many different different. But I can't count. Itself. <laughs> so, so there is a lot. <laughs> you can't count that high. <laughs> I mean, talking about uh, competition sake, this year you got a um, gold medal. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but for the tenth year in in a row at the uh, Shinchukan Pyokai, uh, which is a, a great achievement. I mean. I don't know how many breweries can show such a track record, but it's probably very, very few of them. Uh, could you share with us um, the importance for you uh, of participating to that competition? Why you part why you participate, and how how you how you design how you select the the sake that you that you send there? Okay, after after taking over from my father, I. I tried to brew a competition sake to get the gold medal. So uh, from 2001, uh, we've been having tries every year without without mm -hmm. without stop. And uh, from 2001, we have 16 gold medals at the national competition that's an 80 percent hit rate 80 percent hit rate. right yes <laughs> wow very cool i don't know if hit rate's the right term but uh 16 out of 20 you won a gold medal and the other four you won a new show yes. basically a silver yes. correct wow that's 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 pretty amazing yeah. and uh but from 2001 it's 21 this year 2021 so uh 21 uh, 16 out of 21. But last year, last year we we, we couldn't get the gold medal because of no no question, no no finals. So, and uh, this year gold medals, and so we've been taking gold medal for ten times consequence. 
without 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 last year. So it's quite a quite a good yeah. result. Right, right. Is that all with one toji or no? Uh so new new toji is uh, Mr. Akita. He has been a toji for five or six years. So Akita toji every year gold medal. <laughs> wow. So without without exposure. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. And uh Abe Toji before Akita. And uh, he he did have a good result. Mm. But I think so sometimes so someone said that uh, national competition is not necessary because uh, because of the many reasons, but uh, for me it's uh, I think it's important because Every Japanese brewers did almost the same effort to get to get the gold medal. So it'll be uh we can have the progress for it. We can have some some improvement to to make sake. Tell us, go, go, I mean, take us through the process. I mean, the, the, the brewing season starts, every year is different. Um, the rice you receive. Uh, how how do you design that that uh, competition sake with uh, Akita Toji? Design. Yeah, like I mean, what do you tell him? Just you just tell him. Well, do your best. Well, well, well design is the important things to to have a good result is to to taste the competition sake, and which is good and which is not estimated or which is not which is not good to to taste the difference is very important so in other words you guys maybe you and the toji or some the toji san or i don't know who but would go down yes. to hiroshima mm -hmm. every year in may at the end of may and do the, mm -hmm. the big tasting the big public tasting for the industry and that's when you would get all your your mm -hmm. experience and your ideas is that correct and apart and apart from our national competition we did have uh very good result of the Kanto Shinetsu Regional Taxation Competition. We we have the Sayushu Show, the first place last year at the Ginjo Show category and also a Jumai Ginjo category. So two categories, Sohumare at the first. So that's that's very that's very very wow uh, unusual. And we 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 did we did have the first first place in 2008 and 2013 and 2020 of the Kanto Shinetsu Sake competition that, that, that first place so, uh, so it's very it's, it's very hard to get it <laughs> what rice do you use do you stick with Yamada Nishiki or do you use Yume Sasara or do you use different rices but for your competition sake do you what rice do you use Our competition sake is only Yamada Nishiki only Yamada Nishiki okay mm. and mm. uh uh, this might be hard to answer, and you might have sort of answered it, but to me, you never really know what the judges are going to like and not like. You know what I mean? Like, for example, there's sometimes where they like aromatic yeasts, and then other times they're like, nah, not so much anymore. So you almost have to be able to predict the future a little bit. Right? Well, this year <laughs> and next year, almost the same, but this year, maybe after 10 years, it'll be different because the, the competition sake of, of this year, maybe. 20 years ago, it's it's quite different. It'll be changing right, right. gradually, but not not quickly. Not so suddenly. I see. Okay. We 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 all know that uh, sake as an industry has been in a significant in a deep crisis. We can say over the last 40 years, and and 2020 was not an easy year for for most for most brewers. Um, I see a lot of hope from from export export markets and 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 the rise in numbers in terms of exports i mean you have been involved in exports for many many years uh, i'm not exactly sure when but clearly when i met you in 2013 you had been active already um and so uh, i was wondering what you do what you've been doing to to develop exports if you what you saw from what you saw as an evolution in export markets over the last uh, over the last few years um people's preferences um trends in different countries i mean what's what's your what's your take on 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 the export on on, on maybe not the export market globally but but for you at Sohomare, what 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 has it what has it been riding uh, this uh, this trend 
well, to export sake, it's very difficult. <laughs> it's also difficult to, to, to sell sake to Tokyo market. It's, mm. it's, uh, it's almost the same, same question oh. because sake is sold by the human beings. So to have a good relationship with the client, that is the most important thing. So selling domestic market and selling uh, international market, I think it's almost the same important things we have to pay attention. Actually, we are, we are not we are not exporting from 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 long time ago. We 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 began to export from 2011. Mm -hmm. So I met Sebastian in 20. 13? 12 or 13, 12, was it 12, 12. or 13? I, 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 yes, uh, I, have to, I have to count. Yes, so just at that time, I'm a newcomer for the, for the Paris market. <laughs> the most important thing for, for, for exportation is to have a good importer, to, to choose or to be chosen by the importer is the is the success is the key to to the to export the sake if for example if the importer for, for example in american market in the states if they have many brewers to sell in the in us market if if sohomara is one of one of 50 it's very it's it's very hard for us to, to be to be to be sold in the states but for example, Sohomare was, was, was imported by the US importer who sells maybe 13 brewers. So to choose the proper importer or to be chosen by the proper importer is the key to the exportation for us. And, and, and having, I mean, getting customer feedback from, um, from consumers in overseas and I mean, of course, I understand that, especially at the beginning, the numbers were not very high. Did it uh, inspire you to, to change your product line a little bit or to change the taste of, of, of your sake, the sake that, that, you, are, that you are exporting? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, want to, I want to make the sake which I want to drink. Okay. So uh, I don't change the style. <laughs> so that's my taste. So that's important Good. for me to, to, to make the sake or to, to, to sell the sake. Or, or sometimes the, the brewers should make sake what the market wants to sell, but uh, I want to make the sake what I want to drink. Okay, <laughs> <That> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. I think that's a sake that's going to, in the long run, sell the best, actually. That's the one that will have the identity of mm. the Kuramoto inside the sake. And I think that holds the most potential for long-term growth mm. and instability and in the market. Mm. I really do. So that's cool. That's cool to hear. Well, in Japan, there are 12,000 to 100, 100 brewers in Japan. So they should make what they want to make. You actually have a beautiful, beautiful brewery. I mean, the old buildings are were nice already, but mm. with with the help of your uh, wife, who was an architect, <laughs> you uh, redesigned the um, not the main brewing building, but the main administration building. And you did a, a, a wonderful uh, tasting room um, for, for, for visitors. So um, I'm, I'd like to ask you about uh, sake tourism um, and how, how you see things. I mean, at, and, and for our listeners at the brewery, uh, do, you, do you welcome visitors or not? And, and how, 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 do you, how, how important do you think sake tourism can be? Uh, for uh, you and for sake brewers to to attract new consumers. Mm, okay, for the new building 
and for the new testing room, we had a very big damage at the earthquake of 2011. So our main building was destroyed, or maybe big, we had a big damage. So we we rebuilt a new building. So maybe thank you to thanks to earthquake. So we we got the good good office building. Yeah, it's, it's cautious and people can 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 see it <laughs> on your website actually. And uh, when I when I asked uh, the architect, uh, he he is the professor of my my wife, and I asked him to to design the office building when uh, people when people just see the building. The clients wants to. Uh, the client think that uh, oh, this building uh, should make uh, the brewers make uh, should should make a uh, very good sake. Mm. So the atmosphere is very very important because uh, when the Japanese brewers talk about their sake, we talk about how how expensive this sake rice is or how much how much how, ma how many is the polishing rate or something we 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 talk very very technical things but when i when i went to uh wineries in france in 82 or when i see the website of the french wines they don't they they don't tell many many specific things but they 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 show uh, wineries and or shadow and uh, just just the image is very very important. Mm -hmm. So uh, so our architecture and uh, tasting room is very 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 important for 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 us. Mm -hmm. And for the sake tourism, I think we we don't have enough enough time to to welcome uh, sake consumers mm. so we we can we can make tours for for retail stores or for the western 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 people or salesmen of the importers or so that's uh that's enough for us mm. It's a well, the the day when you when you when you decide you you want to use that asset a little more. I mean that would be that would be great. Mm. Kono-san, you may remember I believe not. It was in two thousand and two, and Matsuzaki Sensei led a bus trip up to. First mm. they stopped at Mashko, and then they went to Sohomare. Mm. And I was supposed to be on that bus, but I didn't <laughs> go because my son was born. Two thousand two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was two thousand. Wow. It was March of two thousand and two, actually. And uh, I, um, wow. um, I remember when Matsuzaki-san was getting everybody to go up. He says Soho Mari gets really good Yamadanishki from Hyogo, and they've been getting it for a long, long time. And nobody in Kanto area, he's been doing it longer than anybody in the Kanto area. And um, so, I guess my question is, how are you able to get such good Yamadanishki, and how long have you been getting it from Hyogo, and where in Hyogo is it from? And do you still use that much? And how much of what you use is, is that good Yamadaniski from Hyogo? That's a lot of questions. <laughs> but if you could talk, if you could talk a little bit about your relationship with Hyogo and the Yamadaniski that you get and how long have you been doing it, that'd okay. be really interesting. We have been buying uh, Yamadaniski for many years, maybe 19, maybe 50s. Not, not a large number. But from 1980, we, we are buying a large number of Yamadanishiki from Hyogo before, before Heisei era. So those times we've been buying from a large A, small B area. So that is a maybe a B area. But uh, in Showa period, brewers outside Hyogo prefecture maybe couldn't get the Yamadanishiki from uh, A area in Hyogo Prefecture. Only, only eight brewers in Nada 
could get it because they have a very, 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 very long history from 1936. So we, we are buying uh, Yamada Nishiki for many years and uh, for, for more than like, like for 40 years, we are, we are buying quite a lot volume. Now we, we are getting only uh, A area because I mean, uh, large A, small A. So that is uh, Yokawa and Tojo. 10% of the Yamada Nishiki is from a A area of, uh, a, a area in uh, Katoshi. So mo most of them are from uh, Yokawa and Tojo. What percent of all, of all the rice you use is, is Yamada Nishiki from that About. area? About. Tokuteme Shoshu, we don't use any, uh, besides, apart from Ohakumangoku no Yumesasara, we only use Yamada Nishiki. So that is. <laughs> okay, so a lot. <laughs> so Honjozo, Honjozo is 100% Yamada Nishiki from, from Honjozo to Daiginshio. So, so my Honjozo polishing ratio 65 is uh, made from uh, Tokuei, Tokuei area, Yamada Nishiki from Hyogo. That's very interesting. So for those listeners that don't know, the fields that grow Yamada Nishiki, the best Yamada Nishiki in the country, comes from two places, Tojo and Yokawa in Hyogo Prefecture. And the various fields are graded and are using a very, very old system uh, based on the quality of the soil. Is that correct? Yes. Is that correct to say? So muddy soil is better. Not sandy, but mm. more clay, correct? Mm. And the temperature, and also a temperature difference of the daytime and nighttime after, after 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 flowers after the after the ears sprout mm. or the flowers sprout until until, that's until, when the, the cold, uh, the until the harvest so it should be a difference more than 10 degrees can you explain why that makes a difference in other words why is the difference between the daytime temperatures and the nighttime temperatures so important for growing good uh, sake because, rice because so, uh, the night temperature the night temp nighttime temperature is low the rice grows. If they have a big difference, rice is bigger if, uh, compared to uh, uh, temperature difference uh, lower. And then, I mean, uh, I see, shorter. And if the soil is prey or muddy, the rice becomes brown compared to the sandy, sandy, sandy soil. And what does that indicate, seriously? I think they have they have many powers inside. For example, uh, not not for, for well, it's it's not a big good example. But when we make sake from Yamada Nishiki and Gohaku Mangoku, uh, the sake from Yamada Nishiki, we can get more alcohol compared to uh, Gohaku Mangoku. So the power of the rice is different. Maybe. The Yamada Nishiki in the sandy, sandy, sandy soil and uh, clay soil, there, there should be the same difference. Uh, same difference as you would find between, for example, Yamada Nishiki and Gohaku Mangoku. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? Very interesting. And uh, you, you're polishing what? your own rice at the at the brewery, aren't you? Yeah. Polishing at the brewery, yes. Uh, we, we have our own polishing machine. So 100% uh, polishing up the brewery. So we're very, 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 I mean, focused on uh, on rice and uh, and rice treatments before uh, it gets brewed. Uh, uh, we've been we've been doing polishing, I think maybe for a long, long from long time ago. When I was a child, we we when I was a child, we had a polishing machine, and we we bought up computer computer control polishing machine at, at the year of 8089 so it's uh it's very early year of uh beginning of the computer controlled polishing machine do you have any any views about um mai mai all these new uh, polishing uh, techniques <laughs> oh, that uh, makes uh -huh. the news we we are doing a Flat shape polishing. If if the white rice is flat flat, flat shaped, uh, soaking and washing is very very important. 
it's very easy to break down. So we should have a new uh, washing machine. If, if, if the shape is round, it is not easily broken down, but if, if the shape is flat, ah. easy, easy to break down or easy to uh, observe the, the water. Can I, can I, can I uh, explain about the Sohomari Kimososake? Okay. Please do. So we've been doing Kimoto for, for about 20 years from 20, 2001. And uh, now we are, we are using uh, three East for one products. Wow. For example, uh, Sohomai Kimoto Jumai Daiginjo. Uh, we use only uh, Yamada Nishiki from Yokawa region. Polishing ratio is 45. And we use the East number six, seven, and 14 one. And for one main fermentation, we use only one East. And after filtering the main mash, we pasteurize the sake at the 1.8 liter bottles. And we, we age the sake at the 1.8 liter bottles. And to make Kimoto Jumai Daikinjo, we, we make blending. So after you bottle and after you age in bottles for a little while, you then blend the completed yes. products, correct? Wow. Six, seven, and 1401. So you're blending three Eight. different sake that have been matured already to yes. do that, correct? Wow. And three different sakes. And uh, okay, for example, uh, actually, last time products was a blending of 10 different sakes. 10. 10. Because you have different vintages as well. Yeah, three different uh, three different uh, brewing years, aged one year, two year, and then three years. And you blended those, and you had three yeasts so, amongst so, so, those for the years. one one bottle is just one yeast, and we blend together. Wow, that's a lot of work. <laughs> and yeah, it uh, is. okay, uh, maybe uh, Sebastian, you know, uh, yes, Kochi. sure. When he, when he came to Sohomare, and he, he, he knows our French wine very well, and he thought that uh, Sohomare blending is like uh, assemblage du champagne. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Indeed, I mean, for, for our listeners, Gauthier Roussel is a, is a French winemaker, as Connaissant just explained. And he spent a full year brewing at uh, Sohomare, if I remember well. And when he went back to France, he actually wrote a, a book about um, about sake called Nihonchu. And John, you did a review of that uh, of that book. Yeah, I got it upstairs. <laughs> and uh, he was very pleased because because uh, what Sohoma is doing for the blending of Kimoto Kimoto sake is like uh, French champagne maker is making a uh, blending to make champagne. <laughs> so Koro-san, how do you do it? Do you just go and taste? the sake being matured in the various bottles and decide, okay, this batch, this batch, and this batch will get blended. Okay. Is that how you For do example, it? For uh, example, this year we make 10, how can I say, 10 batches. And we we plan that uh, five batches are from uh, East number 14 one, three batches for East number seven, and two batches for East number two. So this year we have 10 batches. And last year, maybe we have 10 batches, but three years ago, more, some of the batches are gone. So maybe five batches. So I have, for example, 15 or 20 is showing to taste. So tasting. And so this one for 10%, this one 20%, this one 50% and blending and decide. It sounds like a lot very, of fun very, actually. But, uh, I have a stress. <laughs> Very nervous. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm how, sure. how many of you are, are <laughs> doing this? I mean, yourself, of course, maybe your son. But, but, but there, 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 there is no answer, but, uh, but the, I am the owner, so I, I, I can decide. So that, that's, that's my idea. And each number 
for, for me, it's number 1401 is very soft. It's number seven is very strict acidity. It's number six, we have many, 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 many tastes inside. If, if you make Kimoto Jumai Daiginjo by it's number six, it's not like Jumai Daiginjo, it's like uh, the taste of the Jumai. It's not elegant, but it can, it can, it, it can have a very good uh, aromas and a very good taste. So we blend uh, the sake from East number six. And we, we use East number six and East number seven forming yeast. And we use East number 1401 non-forming yeast. Because uh, forming yeast, the suffocation occurs faster than the non-forming. Because the form is about the fermentation main mash. But the non-forming, all yeast is always inside the mash. So the parallel fermentation is different between the forming and non-forming. So in other words, because in a non-forming yeast, well, let, let's take a step back. In a forming yeast, the yeast cells attach to bubbles of carbon dioxide and go to the top. So you get a bunch of yeast at the top. But in non-foaming yeast, because it doesn't attach to the gas bubbles, it stays yes, in the center yes, of the maromi, yes. right? And so you get a more powerful or stronger yeah, I mean, fermentation. Uh, if, if, the, if the yeast is uh, outside the mesh, sacrification faster than the fermentation. Because the, if the yeast is inside, fermentation occurs faster than the sacrification. So, so, so the period, so the words, period of fermentation is different between the forming yeast and non-forming yeast. So if, if you use uh, uh, yeast number seven and, and compare it to the yeast number seven, 701, yeast number seven uh, fermentation is longer than the yeast number 701. So the taste is different. And if you use uh, yeast number seven compared to the yeast number 701, we can get a little bit more acidity. Forming yeast produce uh, maybe wow. 0.1 or 0.2 more acidity compared to uh, 701. So it's different. Wow. So Sohoma decides to use is number six, seven, and 1401. 1401 is, I don't know why, but we, when we compare to that uh, taste of the 14 and the 1401, we, we decided to use uh, 1401. But the number seven, seven is, seven is better for Sohomari. It's all very interesting. I didn't know all that about mm. non-foaming yeast. So, you made it easy to understand. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I'm just thinking, I mean, here is Konosan, standing and he's got all these different blends in front of him and he has to decide um that will be but 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 not 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 I, I, I i'm testing with uh uh master brewer and sometimes now with, so the three of you you're there <laughs> and you have all these samples and you have to decide that will be next year or this year's kimoto junai daiginjo um and here again, what is I mean, what is driving you? The one you you like best, or last year's one, or um, how do you? Is that what? How I mean, you, you have a lot of. I mean, you were talking about the stress associated with the decision, and I and I fully understand because it's so important uh, this product mm -hmm. definition moment. Uh, what are your main drivers? What what is what are you? Your main, the main driver of your decision. What what makes what is behind your decision? What's the main driver? The the thing that you use, the the, the point upon which you make your decision, right? Right, Sebastian. Yes, that's right. Yes. For example, uh, this will sell well, or I like it, or, or or something else technical. You know what I mean? My instinct. Instinct. Ah. Or for my for my taste, maybe that is acquired from. My childhood, mm. or oh. <laughs> it's it's a different story. But uh, five years ago, I had a contact from a Danish Danish man. He drank sake two 
2012 in Paris. Maybe that was Kimoto Tokuzi Jumai. And he was, he was very shocked. He was very surprised of the taste of the Sohomai Kimoto Jumai. And he was in, in love with Sohomai. And maybe up to that time, he didn't know what the Japanese sake is, but he was very shocked. So he, want, he wanted to study Japanese sake. And he came to Japan to take John Semi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> His name is Jacob. Oh, yes, of course. I, I called him Jacob, Jacob but yeah. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> I, I know who you're talking about. Uh -huh. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> and his taste is like, he likes Japanese green tea. And the people who can, who know the taste of the Japanese green tea, what, 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 what is the good Japanese green tea is, or what is the good Japanese dashi, subtle or very refined taste. Maybe he knows Sohomai Kimoto Jumai. That is my opinion. So I want to make those kind of taste from, from the plenty. That's cool. Not, not too imp impressive, but what the, what the good French wine is that not too impressive, but if they drink little by little, or if they take many times and uh, they will know, they will find various good points to, to the French wine. So I want to make those kind of sake. I think what you might be describing and what you like in your sake is actually what I like in a sake. And the way I describe it is it doesn't have an overt big mm. aroma or a big flavor, but you're talking to your friend, you taste it, you put it down, and three seconds later, <laughs> like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> it doesn't grab you by the throat and say, taste me. You put it down and you go, oh, and then three, you're like, wow, that's good. It takes like two or three seconds because it sneaks you, up if, on if, you. If but... you take a second ship or third ship, you will find another good point. Yes. Even more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well worded. <laughs> and I have some, some other interesting points about the Kimoto sake. Well, Kim, Kimoto is cool. the make is the name of the making East Star. So what is the difference between the Kimoto and Sokujo? Kimoto sake and Sokujo sake, the main point is to increase the number of the East at the East Star. But the Kimoto and Sokujo, the environment is different. Sokujo sake, we add lactic acid on the first day. But the Kimoto sake, we don't add lactic acid. So the, the, the environment of the Kimoto e-starter, on the first day, the pH is neutral. Then lactic acid, bacteria produce the lactic acid. So it gradually going to the acid, acidity. So pH neutral to acidity. But the Sokujo sake, from the first day, the pH is like four because we add mm -hmm. lactic acid. The environment is different, neutral to acid on, or the, the, the Sokujo sake is from the acidity. So Kimoto sake, the enzyme of the koji, which is active is in the, in the, in the pH neutral can act, can be, can be, can be active. But the Sokujo sake, the enzyme is only active in the circumstances of the acidity. Mm -hmm. So uh, the enzyme is different between enzyme which is active, which are active is different from uh, Sokujo and Kimoto. And the Kimoto sake, uh, when we add yeast, for example, uh, we add yeast on the uh, 14th day or 17th day, 
the day we add yeast, the acidity and amino acids of the kimoto sake, it's like uh, 5.0 after sohomare. But uh, sokujo, we add yeast on the first day and the amino acids of the sokujo is like 1.0, always, like around, around 1.0. So yeast will grow uh, uh, for, for kimoto sake in the circumstances of the amino acid of 5.0. So, so that, is, that, is, that is because of the, uh, of the enzyme. So the yeast, which is, which grows in kimoto sake, easy to eat amino acid. But the yeast grows in sokujo sake, it's not easy to eat amino acid compared to the kimoto yeast. So at the end, the, the yeast grown in kimoto, easy to eat amino acid in the main fermentation. So that is a big difference between uh, Kimoto and Sokushu. How does that affect the flavor? In other words, if you have yeast that eats amino acids mm. a lot versus a yeast that doesn't eat amino acids a lot, how does that change the okay. flavor of the final uh, side? I think that, that uh, uh, as a result, Kimoto sake, I'm sorry, okay. You know, you know, a protein. Protein breaks down to peptide, and peptide breaks down to amino acid. So, kimoto is starter, many many amino acid. Sokujo is starter, more peptide compared to the amino acid. So, kimoto after main fermentation, maybe remains more peptide compared to that sokujo. So, so those peptide, uh, we, we taste like the koku okay. or maybe, I don't know, or complexity of the kimoto flavors. That that is that is not my idea. That is that is the idea. That is the report from uh, Mizokuchi Sensei of the uh, Okay. I actually remember seeing this on their webpage, and I read the Japanese and I translated it into uh -huh. English for myself, and I didn't understand. And I didn't understand the English uh -huh. into which I translated it. <laughs> <laughs> the chemistry was over my head, but now I think I basically uh -huh. understand it a little bit better. Mm. So the point is, because of this chemistry that you just explained, Kimoto tends to have a bit of, a, of, a, of an earthiness or a mm. koku to it, more mm. so than mm. Sokujo. Is that correct? Mm. Very, very interesting. I have three pages yep. of notes from our conversation. Before, so. <laughs> <laughs> we have covered quite a bit, haven't we? You, 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 yeah, John-san can, can be a very, very good educator for the foreign market. Oh. I think lots of people can, but with interesting brewers like you telling us all these cool things, it makes it easy. <laughs> well, Colossans, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank yeah, you. very much indeed. Educating, how do you say that? The discussion yeah, is maybe you want to drink so early right now, and I think I will. I the day, but I, I actually have a bottle with me, blue label. Ah. <laughs> yes, Kimi that's Jimasa. right. <laughs> Kimijima-san special series. Ah. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad you could yeah, tell Yeah, and the kind of the kind of sake shop staff says hello to you, actually, because I, I told them I told them that I was speaking with you uh, today. So when I bought the bottle, they told me, oh, you have to say hello to Konosan. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you very much for um, for this for this interview. I'm really uh, delighted we, we got that opportunity to uh, Talk about uh, about Sohomare and and, and other things. Uh, 
Tochigi sake, how you brew competitions, how you brew competition sake, and how you and how you get there. Um, I think that will do it for this uh, episode of uh, Sake on Air. Uh, please, by all means, take a review, uh, take a moment to review and rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you may be enjoying the show on. And feel free to send your questions and comments to questions at sakeonair.com or at sakeonair on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can find us on YouTube as well. We'll be back with more Sake on Air in just two weeks. Uh, until then, come uh, by, even though it's early in the day. Um, sake on Air is made possible with the generous support of the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association. And it broadcast, usually broadcast, from the Sake and Shochu Information Center in Tokyo. The show is a co-production between Export Japan and Potscape Productions with editing and sound production by Frank Walter. Thank you all. Thanks everyone. Talk to you next Thank time. Thank you. I mean, you're not supposed to say that, but you can edit that out if you want to. <laughs>